and welcome to another episode of We Like Having Fun and Office Hours Live with Tim Heidecker Recap Podcast. I am joined today by just two, one third, one other third of the unholy trinity. We have had some real technical problems this morning with one of the unholy trinity. I bet you can guess who it is. Yes, of course, that's Mike Tucci, just like last week, burning us again, wasting our time, minutes flying by. I think today we've been sitting here for over 20 minutes waiting for him to fix his headphones and his microphone and everything else. He's blaming me. He's blaming Zencaster. He's blaming everything but himself. And now we're recording without him because he messed up big time by ordering the wrong microphone from Fafine. And so it's just me and my brother Joe here. Joe, how's it going today? How you doing? It's going pretty good. I'm ready to go. Ready to go. All righty. Well, we will see what happens here. Maybe Tooch will pop back in here. He kind of he kind of stormed off to some extent here uh, and just said, fuck it, I record without me. So maybe he'll pop in. We, we don't know. Um, last week he figured something out, um, but we, we don't know. So just like this show, OHL from uh, September 1st, started with some fun uh, feedback and audio issues that went on for a good long time here. They, they were really jamming out at the beginning of the episode. I didn't even realize that was happening, but there was a loop feedback echo thing happening that was pretty funny. It was a lo- really long delay. You know, it was, uh, you know, about 20, 15 seconds later or something, and um, they were trying to track it down and track it down. And it was Doug. It was Doug. Doug figured it out. Said, oh, that's me. Um, but that made for a fun little intro. And, um, you know, then we got into uh, a little gag about Tim telling us how about this, about how this whole show is rehearsed. And it's all pre-written. And these are all pre-written lines. And they rehearse it and all this. And that led into our Vic Vision goggles. Um, which was a phone, I think, attached to Vic's head. And this was all set up to in, to get our special guest, which, for whatever reason, they, they held back who this guest was going to be. They really wanted it to be a surprise this week, strangely. I wonder why. I don't know why. But anyway, the big reveal was that it was Brett Gelman. <clears throat> so... Joe, what did you think when the big guest was revealed of Brett Gelman? Was the excitement uh, just through the roof? Uh, yeah, it was. You know, I like Brett Gelman. Um, through the roof. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, you know, he brings us that energy that is uh, really good that we all enjoy from a guest filling in and being at the high standard of. You know, keeping Tim on his toes, and so, yeah, it was a it was a good guest. I don't quite understand why it had to be a surprise, but um, if they're gonna just do that now, I I think that's fine to surprise us, not let us know what's gonna be coming up. Maybe that's a good thing to do more of. Yeah, <clears throat> I think it made for a um, something. <clears throat> <coughs> Sorry, 
<clears throat> I'm still I'm still waking up here. I had to work real late last night, real late. Um. Anyway, sorry. Um. Yeah, the the reveal was nice. I was very happy to see Brett Gelman. I think uh, I think he's very funny. I, I've liked all of the stuff he's been in recently, and um, you know him and Tim. I always, I always thought those videos of them having lunch were strange, and I didn't didn't really make sense to me that the two of them would be. I don't know. Just the two of them seemed like a strange fit. Like you can picture Tim being friends with certain other comedians, and it like makes sense and everything, but. For whatever reason, whether it's their ages that are off or that their styles or that their the circles that they kind of orbit in. Um, I remember seeing those videos like, oh, Tim Heidecker and Brett Kelman have lunch. And, and I think I thought that was kind of the gag, too, because they were both like playing. Like the only reason they knew each other was because they were comedians and not because they were friends or something. So um, Brett, Brett Kelman had like a show on Adult Swim. That was sort of like a strange. Well, he was on Eagle Heart. A strange Lynchian thing, though, too, right? Um, I don't know. Having, what it, having was, dinner was... with people, and and so it, the the crossover it might just be that, whereas they're <clears throat> you know in similar atmosphere or you know stratosphere. Yeah. Um, well, Brad Gabbard was on Eagle Heart, which was one of my favorite Adult Swim shows. If you haven't seen that. I think I may have, have talked about it before, but that's with um, I, uh, Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott, yeah, and but Brad Gelman's like his sidekick, and um, that's that's just a good show, and um, yeah, you know we got Stranger Things, we got all sorts of stuff, uh, Fleabag, and, and some of these more recent things that Gelman's kind of popping off. You know, he's people are finding him and using him for his. Uh, I, you know. I watched I watched his movie that he directed maybe two years ago. It was like something like uh, an offbeat comedy, uh, a little strange and dark. Uh, I recall it being pretty good. Not anything to like uh, tell anybody to see exactly, but it was it was interesting. Um, I forget what it was called. Maybe like Lemon Car or something like that, or Lemon maybe. It didn't come up, but, uh, you know, uh, I'm a fan. I've liked his stuff. I like his out there stuff. Mm -hmm. Him showing up on Stranger Things was more mainstream. And but, you know, he adds that character that he can be. You know, it's funny. I got an update from Tucci. Uh, Tucci is working on it, but um, he said just start. Like he had said before, he doesn't know what the problem is. Some computer issues, so we'll maybe see if he pops back in. Um, he, he's blaming Zencaster, which that could be, I, I don't know, it does seem a little strange, but okay, so. Okay, so Brett Galman is in studio, and that made for a, a pretty much, pretty fun episode. Um, I don't know why I noted this. It says Doug is anti-Semitic and hates Brett. Um, I think there was a, a little gag about that. He punched him. Um, City of the Day brought to you by Unfocals. Unfocals. Joe, you just watched the little ad. Yeah, I'm sure you'd heard it before, but you saw the visual element now. Um, this one was pretty funny. I L O L'd. I 
I laughed right out loud and um it yep. was uh I appreciate off. another commercial that isn't featuring your run of the mill rocker pun. Just another product that's you know, has has a, a Tim and Eric Cinco feel to it, you know. Uh, yeah, definitely a Cinco feel, <clears throat> but one that's not so far fetched. It's not like diarrhea based or, or anything. It's just kind of like almost realistic seeming. You know what I mean? It's just kind of, of silly. So um, the end of the copy got kind of weird. And, you know, Doug was like, yeah, keep, keep, you know, come on, keep reading it. You know, it gets, gets kind of funny. That led to a Tim didn't really understand what he was doing there with the copy at the end. And, um, you know, Doug kind of made it a spam style ad or something, kind of getting out there with it. But it was funny. Um, this led to Brett asking Doug if he was single, which which came up a few times on the episode. Brett was kind of giving sh- Doug shit about that. Um, and that led to some awkward stuff. Doug saying he ain't getting married. And then Tim asking Brett about his love life and if he was getting married and if there's going to be wedding bells or divorce Divorce horns (laughs) divorce horns in the future Um, uh, there was a joke about Brett dating Ari from Entourage and uh, you know just silly stuff nothing too crazy we had a caller from Louisiana um, which uh, you know the news is not covering this storm, this, the, the, you know, the power outages and everything as much as I didn't know that. I didn't know that the power has been out there, you know, and it sucks um, to hear that. We just went through a huge storm up here in New York the other night, which was pretty scary, quite honestly. I'd never seen so much rain in my life and it flooded out the U.S. Open and you know, we were stranded there for hours and, you know, it was just, it was just fucked up. I was shocked that we didn't lose power. Um, so yeah, if you have any, uh, you know, you can go, this guy, you know, led to, um, a place you can donate. There was a couple Instagram handles, mutual aid, Louisiana and at United underscore Huma underscore nation. Um, I guess there's some, you know, it's under, it's, what do you want to say here? It's they're not covering this story as much as they should, I think, in the news, because I'm not I mean, maybe I don't know, I guess I'm not really jamming on the news that much, but it really kind of got no pun intended, washed over kind of quickly, just like, oh, the storm wasn't as bad as we thought. And, you know, but it does seem like a lot of people are struggling out there and that, you know, New Orleans and the storm there, didn't yeah. take out like the big city it took out some neighborhoods and so yeah. the, these uh these neighborhoods aren't getting the attention that they should be mm-hmm. and uh the, i'm sure louisiana state is not doing enough for these neighborhoods and in, in general so yeah or the federal government but yeah no it's a it's a shame but um you know every year these fucking storms it's just like you know just nonstop. Getting worse and worse, and that's going to be the new norm. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, Edward James Almost. We had this uh, funny 
kind of scene breakdown interview thing that we did right on the main show here, which I thought was interesting. Um, they broke down this thing where he was, you know, in an interview talking about how he sort of uh, saved the character that he, you know, like he kind of, you know, he, when he first went into do this role, he changed all the set design to make it more like he had imagined to do you know the character would be and yeah, it led to some some funny chats here with brett and um you know pipe holders and uh you know i thought some of the you know the funny stuff you know some of the funny things were you know they they led to like oh when somebody comes and visits you know instead of giving them a cigarette you give them a pipe you know a guest pipe um but yeah, this was funny. Edward James. I'm watching BSG rewatch. I may have mentioned before. I'm in season two now, and um, he got shot, but he's he's gonna be okay. Um, it's uh, he does a great job. He's a he's a terrific actor and uh, quite an interesting fellow. I don't know. He's an intense guy, and this was a funny clip um, for a lot of different reasons. Mm, what do we got here? I'm, I'm using my own notes this week because Tucci's bagging me. Um, Johnny Carson, a lot of Johnny Carson talk. Tim's watching a lot of Johnny Carson. You ever watch any old Johnny Carson, Joe? Yeah, I used to watch it when it was on when I was younger. Uh, I used to be allowed to stay up I mean, and you have, watch some I mean, of it. You've done like you done rewatch? No, I haven't. Like, I haven't watched the old classic clips or anything like Tim's doing. But um, mm-hmm. I, I used to appreciate the, the the talk show back in the day, and it probably would be fun to go back and watch some clips of like more classic moments, like when I was, you know, he was on a long time. But yeah, I get it. It's funny. Um, I think a, a couple of years ago, an episode came on to, when I was uh, somewhere on some strange channel, and. I think maybe what Tim's talking about, and I kind of agree, is that he's probably he's just like watching old, just random, not best moments, just like random shows. Like you could just kind of play forever, and it's kind of fascinating. Just to like, it's like a time capsule. It's just like any year, any guest. You, you know, obviously you're going to recognize the guest, and it's usually for something. And um, it's those like kind of mediocre kind of moments that are kind of interesting to watch. That are just the not the oh my god this bit was so crazy you know it's just just like the the run of the mill tuesday you know 1982 episode or something you know just some stuff like that which is kind of fun to yeah i, I guess just like i guess the, it's it was like the 70s so you you get the you get a little different mm-hmm. vibe than going back and watching just a random Conan O'Brien from 2002 or something where they are always pushing the envelope mm-hmm. of like being silly or obscure on that show and so in the 70s it was like a completely different vibe where you're actually like wanting to see some of that 70s minutiae you know some of that strange mm-hmm. like random guest even Letterman was like trying to push the envelope so you know, it, it was all pre that. So I, I get the, sort of a fascination too of going back and watching a 
you know, random episode, nothing like stellar of like a guest or anything or a big funny moment, but just like the randomness of watching any old episode is, yeah, I, I could see where there is interesting things you could pull out of that comedy mm-hmm. things that are fun to look at and think about. Uh, and uh, it probably is very fascinating because it's so long ago. Mm-hmm. The 70s feel like a long time ago. I'm very fascinated by the 70s movies these days. I'm loving it. So, yeah, 70s is we a great were, time. Uh, great time. So, Brian Adams in 1984 wrote the song Summer of 69. And if right now you wrote a song about a nostalgic summer that was that many years prior, it would be the summer of 2006. <laughs> which is kind of funny to think about yeah um, you know you think of him writing Brian Adams writing that song and it being like you know back in the day but it was only that many years prior to when he wrote it so uh, I'd probably be more like summer of like 94 or something like that where it was be more nostalgic to me like 2006 doesn't feel like long enough ago Exactly. That's the point is that Brian Adams wrote Summer of 69 only 15 years after 1969. But for whatever reason, we think of it as this old, you know, he's talking about this, you know, when if that song came out, it would have been like if right now a song came out that was Summer of 2006. <laughs> so Yeah, well, I guess the, the 69 year has just different meaning than yeah. more more meaning. Yeah, it's uh, it was the end of the seventies. I feel like lots of people want to say how everything changed nineteen seventy mm. on you know New Year's of course, Eve or of whatever. Course, of course, this was just a this was just a time study. I don't know how we got there, but um, you were saying seventies were a long time ago. Um, Duck is back. We had Duck pop in for a brief moment, and he needed to be rushed off, unfortunately, because he's he's always a, a fun. You know, Brett was pretty amazed by him. But he was rushed off because of Chad Yubovich wanting to come on and play um, a game, I think. Did they play a game? Um, they did play a game. Oh, yeah, they played a game that Brett did pretty good at. Um, this was the yeah. Rap Rock game, yes, of course. Um, so Chad Yubovich, who's a guy I've never heard of in a band I hadn't heard of called Meat Bodies. You heard of Meat Bodies, Joe? Yeah. Okay. I'm a fan of Meat Bodies. I really enjoyed their first few albums. Uh, and I actually, when I saw that he was a guest, I listened to the album that like dropped like yesterday. And it's pretty good. And I actually did listen to the, the new Matt podcast that he's like the full, he got the full attention, you know, feature of talking about everything. And I think that's a good listen a good concept mm-hmm. for a podcast and a good listen. And uh, a lot of what that guy was saying on that podcast, like I was tapping into like, yeah, he's cool. He likes good shit. He, you know, he's saying his favorite album of all time is uh, black, uh, Sabbath, bloody Sabbath. And like, he comes from like that young, younger generation of people that started getting into like seventies and old rocker music and appreciating that stuff and bringing it, like full into this modern time bringing it back and so I appreciate this guy and uh, that's a good listen 
listen to Matt. Yeah, podcast. so yeah, so Matt started a podcast called. Uh, this is this is when this was announced because, um, you know, this Chad Yuvich was on. I didn't really know who he was, but it seemed like Tim was like, okay, Matt, we'll do the thing. You know, he was like, kind of, I don't know. There was there was a little, you know, Tim, kind of, you know, okay, Matt, you're okay. Tell him about your thing, whatever. And uh, yeah, he didn't get a lot of play in this episode, really. He kind of like was not asked anything. And then I feel like Tim's like, well, just you'll hear all of that on this other thing. And that is true. Yeah. But he didn't really add much to the main office hours. He was kind of just sitting there mostly. So the name of that podcast, which is a, a Patreon only podcast within the Patreon world, I want to say it's called I Was At That Show. Um, I listened to the first like 15 minutes of it on my bus ride home last night, like three in the morning, um, along with a, a couple select Poundcast things, just cause I wanted to kind of get up to date a little bit. Um, thought I just haven't had time to listen to all this stuff. Um, yeah, the, the match show, I didn't really know what the premise was too much besides just Matt being at a show and then interviewing one of the people that was in the band at the show. I, I don't know if, if there's a further premise than that because I, I, I maybe didn't listen long enough. Yeah, I think if you do listen longer, you'll appreciate more of the podcast as more like it starts as a starting point. Like I was at a show that you were at, but then as it unfolds, you get more um, it's just like an interview one-on-one interview but it's sharing stories like sharing the like matt was saying like i have this reference to this thing and this guy has a different reference to that mm-hmm. same thing and that guy got a little deep too and talked about personal things and i felt it was a pretty good listen like like you i i listened to like 15 minutes and shut it off but then i i came back to it when i had more time and I really enjoyed the rest of it, and I'm glad okay. I went back. So okay, I, re- well, I recommend um, anyone who has access to that just give it a full listen, and mm-hmm. I think it's it's a really interesting new idea for a podcast. I hope we get more of them. I you know I you know I'm honestly cannot. There's too much content coming out of these guys. It's it's, it's outrageous um, for us to keep. We're gonna have to prioritize things. I don't know what we're gonna do. Now Matt's fucking starting a podcast. Don't even try it, Vic. Don't even fucking try it. He has okay? already got Joel Hole, so you know. Yeah, I got, yeah, he's got the Joel Hole. But luckily, Every, that's, everybody's that's got something, and you know, even Doug, if he does something different than the well, Poundcast, Doug's got the Poundcast and the Compound, and you know, we, you know, so just, they're all they're all putting out things. So that's I that's know enough. I understand. Look, it makes sense that Matt would have something um, for the Patreon. It's extra. paying for the Patreon. It almost seems like, okay, well, you know, you got however many thousand people following you, you know, let's give us more content. And it must have been like, okay, Matt, what do you got, homeboy? And I think Matt, you know, probably seemed like he was excited to try this and um, has probably gotten a lot more confidence as being a main part of the the show. And as his role has grown, he has yeah, picked well, up the mic and taken it to the next level. So. No pressure, Mike. You know, this is an office hours podcast. This is not, you know, uh, we're not talking about all the other things podcast. Especially yeah, but then you just feel East. bad. You know, you just feel bad when you you skip one guy's thing and, you know, but it's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll, 
we'll check in on each of these things. We don't have yeah, to go on yeah. deep dives. Yeah, well, right listen, now. you. it seems like you, you're liking it, so maybe that'll be your assignment because you're not doing Office Hours East, which I did watch Office Hours East. I, I caught up from the one last week, and uh, that was a fun, funny episode. I don't think I'm completely finished with it, actually. I think I have a few minutes left, but I've been watching it on my shuttle rides to work and... I listened to uh, 16 minutes of it, and then I had to shut it off. I was not able to go beyond that. It's my limit of just, like, lousy unfunniness. I have to just bail after so much time. Um, so yeah, that's just no, me. I, you know, that, that's, that's, that's a Joe's Blows segment for you. Joe's Blows, of course. Joe does not like Office Hours East. We know that. He gave it 16 minutes. I'm shocked he even put it on. I don't even think he put it on last time, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I thought it went uh, again. I, I've, I've talked about this, how I think it, the, the watching John Glazer is, you know, maybe would uh, take you to the other stratosphere, but I think you're probably going into it now at this point, hating it already, which is going to make it really hard for you to, to turn a new leaf where I'm going into it, knowing kind of the, the style that it's going for and, and I'm enjoying it. And uh, this episode didn't have slice. That was the big, um, the big reveal was no slice. So we had a football instead. And I don't know who this, I don't know who this comedian was that was doing that, but she did a pretty funny job. And uh, I, Nick, I sort of recognized the voice, but I couldn't put my finger on who it was. Um, I have to say um, her name was in there, but I didn't recognize it. I didn't even like it, Google it. It felt like the same thing with slightly, you know, the same kind of idea yeah yeah of course i think that was the idea it was supposed to be similar but nick offerman called in with a really funny call you know kind of quick little call it was funny and um they did a cute pet voice name segment that i thought was kind of funny and um you know there was a whole story about john glazer getting a dog and naming his dog and really the main part of this episode was was glazer really ripped into his producer and kind of did some Tim style type rants where he just was getting very, very mad at the producer guy, uh, this guy, Tori. I heard and, a little of that. Uh, yelled that at just him a few times that went on. on and on throughout the episode. It was, it was quite funny. No, and I uh, didn't agree. Don't agree. But you know, I, I got out early. I didn't hear all the fun stuff that happened, but I heard a little of that, and I was like, this is just repetitive. It's just going to keep happening. He's going to keep yelling at this producer like it's the, you know, he's so angry. Yeah, um, but it, I, I don't know. There's a, I mean, it, it's clearly a joke. It's clearly not serious. You know what I mean? So yeah, well, that's what I mean. And it doesn't, it doesn't register as being funny either. Yeah, man, I don't know what to tell you. I think you're on an island with this one. I think most people that are watching it are enjoying it, but Joe cannot get into it. So we'll keep That's Joe all I'm going to say. That we'll was my blow Joe, of the week. Joe's blow is off Sours East, of course. A very obvious blow. Um, so anyway, back to the show. Brett Eubanks and uh, Uba Banks, or whatever his name is, or Ubovich. I don't know why I said Brett Eubanks. <laughs> Kevin Eubanks. <laughs> Uh, Chad Yubovich, they played a rap rock game with Brett Gelman and Brett, I think, Crushed got it. every question. He just destroyed it. Um, and um, it was kind of a, a bummer. It was a, you know, yeah, it was, it just wasn't very interesting. But 
he just it was just a trivia game that Brant won. I was like, okay, not memorable. I don't even not remember. Memorable. What was memorable is when they went off the air. Doug said, "I'm going to play this song by Gruff the Crime Dog called Crack and Cocaine," and he played a full Gruff the Crime Dog track called Crack and Cocaine, which was very funny. Did you listen to the song? No, I didn't listen to it. It didn't come through in the podcast. Oh and, my god! And uh, I don't think it was there. But if it was, I I don't remember it. So no, um, it would make sense that maybe it wouldn't be on the podcast. So what and, do you do? You ha- do you have to go back to the Patreon or? I, I don't... Well, I I put up my live feed to watch and check into, but this week I didn't have much time to do that. So I was yeah. sort of like, I'm looking at it now, but it's, it's all sort of no audio at this point. So, um, I well, missed it. I'll, I'll go back and listen to it. I, I know gruff, the crime dog. I, I recall that little cartoon me- like message, uh, that yeah. you would see when you're watching your transformers or something that would maybe pop up as, uh, Hold on. This is this is very funny. I don't know where he pulled this song, but it went on and on. I'll play you a little bit. I keep cueing the wrong part. That's the crack and cocaine song. It went on for a really long time. And just imagining them recording and writing this song and having Gruff the Crime Dog sing it in that voice is, is very funny. Um, must have been like a kind of a Sesame Street kind of ripoff that Gruff the Crime Dog, I'm guessing. Do you re- recall that time. cartoon? Or like it was sort of a commercial. Well, the PSAs, I remember. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Say no to drugs and all that. Yeah, of course. Um, take a bite out of crime. Take a bite out of crime. But I never heard, I never heard like a full-fledged song like this. And this was a very specific crack and cocaine song, you know. I wonder just, if there's a whole animated uh, thing that goes with it. I wonder. I wonder. Um, so that was the, the, the break music. We came back from the break and got quickly into the Grateful Dead, of course. Of course, Brett traveled with the Grateful Dead in 1995 on his on Jerry's last tour. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? And um, we went down this road a little bit. Tim said his opinion about it. And Tim went on to talk about how Dead & Company, Dead & Co., which is this, uh, you know, 
right on cue, Dead & Co. We got Tucci in the mix. Oh, and he's gone. <laughs> he was smiling. Now he's offline. Error. Error. Um, he was there for a second, but Dead & Co. The reason, that, the reason it was funny that Tucci jumped on for Dead & Co. is I'm pretty sure his family just went to a Dead & Co. show last week. Um, he was telling me Dead & Co. was in the neighborhood. They were at Darien Lake. They were in the Buffalo area, and I think they were in the, the Rochester, kind of Syracuse area as well, which is this is basically the Grateful Dead with John Mayer instead of Jerry Garcia, which is uh, um, less of a drag than, than Tim says, I think. I think it's, you know, it's different, but it's, um, you know, I think it's fun. It's not, it's not so bad. There's a band called J-Rad, which is called Joe Russo's Almost Dead, which is another dead, they're like a dead cover band, basically. I mean, that they are a dead cover band, but they've gotten really big and they actually play really well. And I think it's a closer experience to an actual like modern day Grateful Dead. The guys are all really good musicians and, you know, it's like a bunch of super great guys. And I saw them a couple weeks ago. Tim said he likes the song Althea. That's one of my favorites as well. Um, he had to like sort of take some of it back because he's got a guest that actually likes the dead and could probably like speak to it. And he had sure. to like, then say, oh, well, I like stuff too. So it's always funny see, when, uh, when there's a little backtracking on mm-hmm. big, big takes, you know. It's, it's curious because he, he doesn't want to upset the guest too much, you know. Uh-huh. I have, there's a new guest here called Fafucked. Is that somebody that can speak right now? Tucci? <laughs> Fafucked has joined the thing that says his storage is good. Is It looks like this one's all good. But I don't see... We, we don't, don't hear see anyone. Though. We don't see anyone. And the connection is gone. Fafucked is offline seems like, uh, you know, Tucci's trying everything here. He's popping in and out. We're seeing his face for a moment, and then he disappears. Good. It's kind of funny. He's been working on this for another 34 minutes. Um, <laughs> here's for fucked. He's back again. Do we hear him? His camera's not working. Fred Flintstone, I think, was coming up. Fred Flintstone was coming up. Yes, we were. Well, that was so We, we had... Um, we had we had Bob Dylan rapping. We have um, Sex Pest, Stephen. Do- the rap rock game continued into. Um, I think it actually wasn't. It actually was in the uh, after hours. That's when the rap. That's when they played the rap 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 rock game. Um, and hmm. this thing about Jerry Seinfeld's nephew or cousin or something being in Biohazard. I didn't know that fact. That was no. Yeah. That was funny. funny to learn. Um, and then, yeah, we had uh, we had a long Flintstones bit with um, Tim as Fred and Brett as Barney, and that was pretty funny. And it went on and on and on. And uh, you know, we're gonna get that remake. That was my favorite funniest moment of the entire episode: the rubble, the Barney rubble voice uh, that. Brett just pulled out of his ass was yeah. so close to sounding like Barney Rubble really sounds and uh-huh. it was uh, 
hysterical. I I just was waiting for him to maybe pull the Barney Rubble laugh, but he never got there. But it was um, mm-hmm. a fine job doing the Barney voice. And uh, even Tim had the, got the Fred down pretty pretty darn good and, you know, great stuff. I really liked that. And I liked mm-hmm. the moment where Tim is uh, referring to the laugh track and his uh, his daughter hearing that laugh track and being like, what the hell? That's pretty good. Yeah, that is yeah. strange. Yeah, what would what would even what is that noise on a cartoon? It's like, why is there that? That's, that's very strange. Um, we did some New York seltzer uh, fun here with this guy who's we played a video of this one of the sons of the owner of New York seltzer company or something. I didn't really, I can't really remember why we got there, but New York seltzer is good. I. Uh, I love a black cherry. They talked about that. You know, New York seltzer is one of the solid ones. It's cheap and, you know, very tasty. I think we got there out of the, uh, the strange advertisements for the seltzer. I think that's where it became. uh, Yeah. I just don't know why they even queued that up, but, um, so there was also a, a mention of the band Fanny that, uh, Tim discovered, a. Oh, I yeah, know of, yeah. I I know of that band. I've seen those album covers. I may have even listened to it a little bit, but I didn't like get invested enough to where I was like this is great, you know? Like I mm-hmm. feel like it was one of these things you just maybe it catches you right and you and you go down like a deep deep dive into the band. I I didn't do that, but I know of them and I do recall these album covers and uh you know, one yeah, of those strange I, from the things. little from the little bits that he played of Fanny, it makes me want to check them out. Um, and, you know, when Tim's going crazy about something, I, you know, it usually piques my interest. So I'll probably check out Fanny. Um, I wrote Vermont, Ben and Jerry's. I think that some Vermont came up for, for some reason. Um, Somebody was uh, in Vermont and he, it was just saying like a good place to go to. Yeah, yeah, I think, which, yeah, I think they were which all Which I said. can agree. Mm-hmm. And Doug threw in his, it's where Ben and Jerry, you know, Ben and Jerry's, don't forget, that's that's Vermont, okay? You know, a little callback. Um, somebody called with a piano, and they played Desperado, and Doug played cricket sounds under that, which I thought was funny. Um, we did a little check-in with Vic. Vic was pretty quiet, and he did not have much to bring when the, with the check-in either. Um, and kind of finally, they, they talked about the offies a little bit being, I want to say, next week. And um, Matt said, you know, we should, you know, and Doug was like, oh, could this episode be an offie, you know, possible offie? And it was, again, it was very confusing about what's eligible, what's not. If the offies are next week, this episode you'd think would be eligible. Maybe. I don't know. So Matt even said we should just change it to by the year, do it at the end of the year. He slipped that in. Thanks, Matt. We appreciate that. Um, are you going to be we, voting? You know, they didn't talk about I did the voting. But we'll, I think we'll just save that for next week when they actually have them. We can tell, about, tell them what we voted for. I will say that a lot of the things that I would have voted for weren't even on the list. And I really didn't love that list of those nominations. I thought some of the, you know, wasn't 
it, I didn't it agree defeats with the that. purpose of uh, you should vote on the nominations and not vote on the after they already pre-selected what they are wanting. Well, if I think maybe, they're going. I think they're going with people that writing stuff in the comments, and that, maybe that's my own fault for not telling um, people what you know. Maybe you have to get in the comments and really like you know, kind of campaign your nomination. Is that um, what? Is that how you get there? I feel like when it's pre-selected nominations, like that defeats the purpose of getting to a true. Yeah, I don't favorite. know. I'm pretty sure. I think that. I think that. Yeah, I think that. Um, I think. Um, you know, that was. Uh, um, I'm. I'm blanking on what I'm talking about. Um, the. Um, I think that Matt says, yeah, tell us who you think it is into the comments. And then I think he probably gathers all that and, and, and makes a nomination list. I mean, they, they obviously have to make a nomination list, but maybe there should be a write in. I, I don't know. Anyway, so that was basically the end of the uh, I also noted they didn't say one word about the live show they did last week. Like literally didn't say one word about it. Didn't say, oh, wasn't that fun? Do we want to do it again? Like, just nothing. No zilch. Um, so, um, a couple of questions that we threw out last week to the boys. Um, let me see. I got a couple responses here. Yeah, I was going to ask you if they ever got back to any of that. Yeah, let's let's see what that was. I'm forgetting. I don't remember what happens, but... Well, it mainly because okay. um, the, the whole scripted comment is like, because we were like, oh, was this or that like planned, you know? And so mm-hmm, that was our mm-hmm. question. Okay, like, so here we go. So, here we go. Here we go. I got it. The heckler is somebody they is some the heckler at the live show is somebody known to Tim, and um, they recognize him pretty quickly because and they don't want to give him more attention, so we'll not give him. Tim, Tim's got a stalker. The right? guys <laughs> never know more than a vague setup for Phil. Sometimes Matt knows a little more context, but not much. Um, so this week, that the week that the live show, they knew Phil wasn't going to show up, and that was it. They didn't know anything else. They didn't know what he was coming with or what that was all going to be. So they didn't know about the mallet or that any makes of that me, kind of shit. It makes me like it even more that they don't know anything. So I'm happy to yeah. hear that. Mm-hmm. And um, Doug said that he wanted to do the Grateful Dead final tour cities for City of the Day, but Tim thought the cities were too big. He prefers smaller cities that you've never heard of. So he did like the closest small city to the north of the Grateful Dead tour, you know, so that's how they got to that weird code that we were like, where the hell did you come up with that code? Um, and uh, also Doug said that our old logo, because we have a new logo, although I don't think Apple has updated our logo yet. Our old logo reminds him of an excellent record by the Lilies called, do you know this band, the Lilies? Yes. The Lilies uh, so the ass. Okay, so Lilies, they have a record called Exame the Photon Band. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about, that record? Yeah, I think I think I do. Like, I, the Lilies now, it goes back because they're like a you really, they're like a niche band, like one of these rocker mm-hmm. bands that have really good music. Yeah. Well, um, 
Doug said the old one reminded of this record. So check out that Lily's record from 1994. He said it's excellent. I haven't listened to it yet, but I think I will. Um, now that you yeah, say the Lily's I, are so great. They're really good. They're really good. And they're mm-hmm. kind of like one of these bands you have to like go back and it leads to all these other bands, you know, when you discover them. So for sure, Lily's. Um, nice. Let's see. Um, I think that's I think that's it for the show. Um, Poundcast. I did a little Poundcast homework. Um, one of the notes I want to say: they're continuing. Doug is continuing to do the vegan jerky ads in the form of a story, and it does make for the beginning of the episode to be a little more interesting and, and gets it going in a, in a strange, funny way. Um, so I'm happy to hear that. This one-on-one episode um, that just happened. Um, I haven't heard the whole talk. thing. I it's did not hear the whole a, thing. It's basically, it's just um, you know, the part that I got to that I thought was interesting with them was, which was, a, I, you know, the random serious note of the show was Brent, Brent asking Doug about, uh, sorry, Brent asking Doug about his religious background and, and this religious stuff, which I, you know, I was surprised to hear that Doug actually in high school up until the time that he was 18 years old was like, you know, into religion and, and, you know, maybe in one of these like kind of born again, sort of uh little religious kind of things, you know, and like going to the stuff was that, I thought that was, you know, that was a new piece of news that I'd learned. Yeah, he seemed, he seemed, uh, it seemed like something that, like, I would say about me is like we were kind of forced to go to a CCD thing. And by the time we were that age, we were just sort of like, yeah, we're over this and it's, we're not into this. And whereas he's like maybe older than that and he's still doing like church things into his like late high school years. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I wouldn't have expected that but um you know it i guess it depends how you you grow up and who how your family is and yeah i i remember i in high school after i was like pretty much pretty sure i was you know i I didn't have any interest in religion and i i wasn't a believer and i had just kind of moved on it was basically just time like it wasn't like I don't know. I always thought religion was weird. How you had to like, kind of just pick like, do you believe that this is true or not? And it's like, well, is that what it's about? I don't know. It's kind of a weird angle. Um, do you think Jesus was real and all these miracles and stuff? Like, it's like, I don't, I don't you know, if that's, if you're saying it, I have to believe that that's true in order to sort of like, you know, be a part of this thing. It's kind of hard, but I do remember a moment in high school, my own high school experience where, some new little church thing kind of rolled through town and a couple people got into it. And there was a girl that I was digging on and she started going to the thing. So like me and a couple buddies went because there was some like girls going and we went and there was like a little, you know, Christian rock band in the church and it was right in our neighborhood. It was right in the Willow Ridge neighborhood. And we like went to this little church thing at night and it was like, you know, they like drummed up, they were like drumming up interest. They'd had a little rock band and it was kind of like a little party. And I remember me and my friends were like sneaking in booze and like, you know, you know, like treating it like we were going to a concert, but it was like a Christian rock thing in a church. 
But then afterwards, they like brought us all down into like this kind of other room and like, you know, we're trying to like get us all to pray and uh, I don't know, like sign up or something. You know, there was like some sort of like, okay, and now like, are you willing to, you know, join the thing? You know, and it was like, whoa, 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 like what? Like, like we have to like say something or do something. And like, we kind of just all scrammed out of there and was like, oh man, it got, it got kind of culty and weird quick, real quick. And I was like, I don't know. These, these guys, these like guys that now looking back were probably like 25 year old guys trying to like get some 15 year old guys to like say that they believe you know what i mean it was just like such a strange yeah, it, it feels like a thing. uh being indoctrined into some white supremacy you know back room shit like it feels the same it, it you know i the the um ccd i recall there was like a retreat like and it was very strange and like we went well, this to is, like, that's, uh, it seems like Doug went on a retreat similar to what we're, we went on, but he really enjoyed himself and then was like, oh, uh, you know what? I well, like this. And, I was like a straight edged person at the time when I went there and like there was a cute girl. She's giving me cigarettes like it sort of opened up a whole wrong path for me by going to the uh, CCD retreat. So like I was maybe like 15 or something or 14 years old and I'm getting getting my first cigarettes from church girls so oh geez yeah yeah it was like i was completely not doing that and then church led to that but i did not really believe in the church part of it i was more interested in hanging out with cool church girls but sure you sure. know it was i uh, didn't you know up until the, the point that i got i got confirmed like you did Yep. Up until that point, um, you were my confirmation sponsor. Right. I had to uh, go along with these things in order. Like the way it was put to me is like if you get confirmed, then you're an adult and then you don't have to practice because it's not up to you at this moment. But it was put to me like that as for my parents. Yeah, like, you, you, sort of you do this and then you get to decide. Yeah, so yeah. I did it and I was like, okay, I'm done now. No more religion for but me. But really, you probably should have decided before you got confirmed, like, that was the point to decide you know what i mean well if you don't believe in it it doesn't matter sure sure well i didn't i didn't want to the whole charade to just no of course not of course not um i just wanted to be left alone our cousin our second cousin named gary huber um he was in my ccd classes all growing up i mean we were always in the same ccd class and that was basically the only time i really i didn't really hang out with him much besides there like he was, he did end up going to my high school, but we didn't, and we would talk a little bit here and there, but like CCD was our time. Like literally through all the years growing up from fucking whenever you start going, when you're 10 to 15, however many years it is that you do that annoying fucking thing. At least I had my buddy Gary there and he like played guitar and we both played guitar. We could shoot the shit and kind of say, oh my God, this sucks, whatever. And I remember was all building up to this retreat. And I was like, oh, at least I'll have Gary there. That'll be fun. We'll, we'll have a laugh about this. And I get to the retreat and Gary's not there. And I'm like, what the fuck? Where the hell is Gary? And turns out Gary locked himself in his bedroom and said, I am not going. And it was a huge <laughs> ordeal where his parents were like, 
bashing down the door and he was like i'm not fucking going i don't believe in this shit i'm done and you can't force me to go on this retreat <laughs> so i was just at the retreat solo and um i remember on that retreat i touched an electric fence you ever touch an electric fence like a, a fence that like a cow that they keep like the cattle in in your life i i've seen them but i haven't touched them this is, I touched one. Like, I was with some kids, and, like, they're, they're, it's weird. You go on this retreat, and they, like, just let, they, like, take you out to a farm area, and they just kind of say, okay, guys, you're free for a couple hours to go, like, just do whatever you yeah. want. It's very right. strange. It's like, what? Have some cigarettes with some girls. Yeah, sure, have some cigarettes that. with some girls. So you had some cigarettes. I went with some other weird guys, and we found an electric fence, and we all tried touching it. <laughs> and it's quite a funny sensation. Um, you know, it doesn't, like, hurt real bad or anything, but it just, like, really zaps you good. I've been, I've, uh, I've had z some zaps from the job I've had being in electrical yeah. boxes. So I do know that the sensation of that, that doesn't feel too good. No, that's no, not great. Hurt, not great. Hurts a little bit. Hurts a little so, bit. Yeah. It's just kind of, it's just very interesting, but that, that is my memory of the retreat is Gary Huber and electric fences. So, um, interesting stuff from Doug. I, I didn't hear, I, you know, I, I listen, I didn't get to listen to the whole episode. I will get back to it these couple of weeks while i'm here at the u.s open it's i listened to it oh my god yeah no so okay fun stuff yeah i mean basically some topics of toilets 30 minutes of about pooing and like each one upping each other for the whole time like what about this what about this what about this here's my what about mm -hmm. you know they were talking about you poo and your poo goes down into a mold and makes a, a Lincoln statue or it makes Lincoln logs. I, I was immediately mm. thinking of those Play-Doh things when you're a kid and you push down and the Play-Doh goes in, it comes out as a shape. Like maybe you can mm -hmm. poo into something like, like that and you get some, yeah, like you, you get one of those Play-Doh maker things. And so you have that in your toilet repertoire of ideas. And then also, what, what do you do with the poo besides that? Like maybe you fill in potholes or maybe you, you fill in uh, canyons or something to get rid of the poo. You can fill in holes. That was my input of what you can do with that poo. I thought of it while they were coming up with their ideas and, you know, silly, All, always silly. And then the other thing I liked that they brought up was they were talking about these crummy fans after they win a championship like laker fans or any fans the mobs that are like roll through the town and they start burning things and smashing things because they're team one like they were coming up with funny ideas for that and i thought that was really good like the one idea where you can just spray a spider web on a crowd and you're, you're trapped like a spider man in a spider-man web you know and or how they have like a it, just a, a special location where you can be put like a like a children's bounce house now is like no you just smash things in here you you, you burn cars in in this in this space you know and then it's okay because you can yeah. get your get your party on in that space so all that was very funny if you go back and listen mm -hmm. you'll you'll hear these hysterical ideas I will I will be going back um I, I'm these these three weeks, like I said, are very very busy for me. I have no very little uh, listening time. Um, 
Yeah, because we, I'm sure because I'm I'm staying. Unfortunately, I'm staying so close to work. I don't even have like much of a commute. My commute is like five minutes, and then I work a very long day and long night, and then uh, yeah, yeah. There's just not not a lot of time, so jamming these things in has been tough for me the last couple of weeks but it's all good i will be back on a normal schedule where i'm you know maybe is, maybe when traveling. you're doing your laundry you're doing your laundry and your loads you put on uh, i don't doubt you cast. know I'm at this hotel we don't do the laundry i drop the laundry off it gets done for me you know there's no <laughs> okay yeah there's there's no I'm, I'm telling you i got very very little uh very little free time to just be listening but i'm gonna be back on the road next week uh and well, like a week and a half from now and I'll be traveling all the time and usually I have loads of time. This is why I, you know, this is why podcasts are such a big part of my life. I'm always on planes. I'm always in cabs. I'm in rental cars, driving long distances, all this shit. And this is when I have the time to do that. But when I work this U.S. Open, it's just at the grindstone all day, every day. And it's, uh, you know, makes it a little bit harder. So I'm a little behind. Don't hate on me. And, uh, I think that's about it for this week. I'd say a good, a, a, a nice episode, a nice return back to the studio. Um, nice to have Brett Gelman. I really enjoyed his presence on the show. He said, Oh, I want to, you know, I want to be back again. And he's put him on the list, you know, him, 80 miles, Fred, um, you know, I don't know how often Tom Sharpling would come in, but um, what, what solid in, uh, in studio guest hosts we've had, um, very very good i definitely put brett in the that grouping that you just put, put yeah in there. like me too that's that's like the they even joked about him taking vic's chair and stuff there was some of that kind of joking going around um i'm trying to think there was one other thing that just it was just in my mind and then i lost it oh yeah him and tim were actually trying to pitch a feature film or a you know a some extended version of their lunch things um, that they actually tried to sell to Quibi and stuff. I thought that was, I didn't note that, but I just thought of that. Anything more with Tim and Brett, like I think we're all down with. Have you seen those Tim and Brett have lunch videos? I've seen one or two possibly. Yeah, I think there's only a couple, but they're, yeah, they're, they're totally strange. And it's Tim kind of in his stand up comedian character, but like it's a little bit different. He's like in the leather coat, you know, like kind of douchey guy mode it's it is a ta taking a page from the brett gelman has dinner right um, i don't know that brett gelman has dinner i don't think or, or something like much. that and it it has like a more offbeat uh like i said before like lynchian thing going on which makes it seem like a crossover into a tim and eric realm which it, it mm -hmm. that is where they can you know find each other's sense of humor a bit and i think that's why it's possibly where they were tighter and have had more going on behind the scenes that maybe just didn't amount to anything as far as like they were saying they're pitching it to these different things and it, it just didn't happen but yeah i definitely would want to see that them make things together and mm -hmm. and uh you know be in each other's projects and what whatnot um, it would be good. Could be good. Yeah. Side note, I I saw that Doug had reposted a thing that Eric had done. That Eric had posted on Instagram. Eric Merheim had posted a video of I 
think you know it was that that old Tim and Eric's get the mama and they're like in you know um, Tim and Eric are like smashing the brooms yeah. and shit in the basement of that room and that's a deep cut that's deep a good cut one. and Eric was like I don't know where it came from I don't know if he was asked I think he was like looking at some interview or something and anyway he basically gave Doug all the credit for that scene and said you know I I almost I cried laughing and you know like almost died and fainted or passed out when I saw this edit that Doug put together of this scene. And I'd love to know like what, what Doug was working with and how he came up with that. But it just seems like when you watch it, it is just like this totally fucking crazy thing. And I hadn't watched it in a while. So I just, just seeing that little clip brought me back to a place where I was like, Oh yeah, that was one of the moments in the whole Tim and Eric watching world where it was like, oh shit, we just like reached a different level here. Well, yeah, I mean, um, if you think about it in terms of the the bit that they maybe were doing in real time, where they're just like these two babies that are smashing their toys, and like that's sort of funny. But the the thing that made it funny is the awkwardly weird looping effect, and just like it going off into this different place and it, it reminds me of a lot of like the drops that they have this mm-hmm. like, little effect on that they trail off and they do like a weird yeah buzz it's out like a little sound. drop concert it's like a little drop yeah. concert within and the show it's always been there but now we know why it was always there it was truly just the the texture of doug's you know idea of bizarre stuff and and uh, I think it's really it, this like DJ approach to video editing. That's like, yes, it's I really like this mashing up of like, you know what? Like I'm going to do like a remix of this scene, you know what I mean? And like and loop things and, and make I it was, into a little musical number. I was always giving full credit to Tim and Eric as that was their thing. And it's more so it was a Doug thing. So, well, that, that was the point. Yeah. That was the point of me bringing congratulations up. Congratulations to Doug fully getting credit now for, <laughs> making the show probably way better than it ever could have been at the time. Like we, well, it seems to have given the, it is given it the aesthetic that we all know it for and remember it for is, uh, you know, that that's the point here. So also wanted to note that Doug's been posting a lot of skateboarding videos. I don't know if you follow Doug on Instagram or if you're on Instagram much, but, um, his stories of his skateboarding always entertain me. Um, I'm glad he's still out there doing it. seems like he does it a lot almost daily and there's all sorts of funny little tricks in there it's not like um real you know over the top stuff it's like these kind of i don't know just smaller more creative skateboard tricks which are you know not i'm not a big skater myself and i I have a a good friend of mine that's a skater and he does that kind of stuff too and it's always like how do you come up with a new way to just do this little simple thing? And I'm, I'm always entertained by the, the little skateboard videos. So that's the Doug update. Um, next week, I don't know what's happening. I don't know if we're on for a regular time. We don't think we talked about anything happening, really. We didn't talk about the past or the future for on this week. We didn't announce anything. Oh, I think The Office is this week. Yes, okay, maybe it's The Office. So will we get that little office statue of that 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 woman that you know yeah. the office? Will we get the office statue? I doubt it. We will see. We will see. We will see what happens here on the office. Um, a little disappointed with the nominations. I did cast a ballot. Did you cast a ballot? 
I plan to. Uh, there's okay. You got to cast a ballot this week, and I screenshotted my ballot so I know all of my picks, um, and all of my problems with them. So we'll get into all of that next week uh, on We Like Having Fun. Thanks for joining us. We will see you next time. Have a great time. Sorry, sorry, no Tucci this week. He's been messaging us and stuff. He, he really failed, um, and we're gonna have to figure out his tech diffs. Um, he was in a, in a hurry today too, so so it kind of he was gonna be able to maybe not even he probably wouldn't even be able to record this long. So sorry, Tooch. We'll we'll get you next. We'll get this tech stuff sorted out. You should have bought the better microphone like me and Joe did, and maybe none of this would happen. Have a great week, everybody. Have a good time. Have a good time. Bye. Bye-bye.